Today, this podcast is being recorded on Awabakal and Waramai land. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to remove the taboo around sex, periods and ethical non-monogamy in order to have more fulfilling and pleasurable relationships and lives. I'm your host, Jem Campbell, a dietitian, nutritionist, sexologist, menstrual cycle guide and menstrual blood witch. If you love the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review so we can reach and empower as many sluts as possible. Let's get into this week's episode. Before we get into the episode today, I'd love to tell you all about my latest free resource that you can get access to via the show notes of this episode. It's called a guided meditation for the premenstrual phase of your cycle. And it's basically for anyone who menstruates and has a womb. I created it to support you through what can be sometimes the trickiest phase of our menstrual cycle. So check that out in the show notes. It's completely free. It's just an audio that you can listen to as many times as you like. I hope you find it valuable. Feel free to share it with your friends and loved ones in your community. Hello darlings, one last thing before we get into the episode. I just want to quickly chat about my one-on-one coaching. Now, as most of you know by now, I am a nutritionist and a sexologist, so I offer both nutrition and sex coaching. I do also offer a sex and nutrition coaching hybrid. Now, not many people know this, but your nutrition and your diet can really affect your sex life and your relationships and more than anything, the relationship with yourself. Hence why I created the sex and nutrition coaching hybrid to take a really holistic approach in order to get to the root cause of your health concerns or issues. So with the sex and nutrition coaching hybrid, I offer a package which includes six sessions at 90 minutes long each. And it also includes a bonus message support between sessions via a messaging app called Voxer. If you have any questions about any of these offerings, you can send me an email to gem at imawildgem.com or you can always just send me a DM on Instagram. These packages are a really great option because you're like fully committing. You're going all in. You're trusting me, you're trusting yourself, you're investing your money into your health directly. That's why I've chosen to create the package option because I really want people to commit because we can't just be doing one session here and there and expect everything to be okay and to get to the root cause of whatever's going on. We do need time and I think six sessions is a good amount for that. Obviously, if you need more sessions, you can just buy another package or you can purchase single sessions as well. So that's also an option. And before you sign up for the package, you can also choose to just do a one-off session on its own. So you can actually just see if we vibe, see if you like it before you commit to and invest in the package. But before any of that, if you're interested, I really encourage you 
to book a free 15-minute alignment call with me. Now, there are links to all of these things in the show notes of this episode and in every one of my podcast episodes. So just head to, you basically just scroll down and you'll see all of the links to everything. I also offer packages for sex coaching, but nutrition coaching on its own is different so you would just book individual sessions so you'll book an initial session and then you'll have follow-up sessions after that one all right let's get into today's episode all right should we move on Dal? (laughs) indeed yes please (laughs) um okay so we're going to chat a little bit about hustle culture which we have we've talked a little bit about about capitalism you've brought that into the conversation which i love and patriarchy um how can hustle culture, capitalism, and I guess patriarchy as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how can that cause uh, how, and burnout, sorry, how can all of those things affect our menstrual cycle? Yeah. Which is a, that's that. actually quite a huge it, It's a big, and so <laughs> what we'll probably do is just kind of scratch the surface on yeah. it because it's a whole pod. Mm. Um, hustle culture keeps us in a state of productivity and output over everything, literally everything. Um, I worked in a dietitian job that gradually was so focused on filling my day with more and more people and putting out all these programs and collaborating with all these groups that I was so disinterested in being a dietitian. There was zero joy left in it. And I was having like a panic attack daily on my drive in. Um, Like I had to like coach myself down before I walked in the door. Mm -hmm. And then I moved into private practice and actually started focusing on an area of joy for me. Um, And during that time frame, I remember how awful I felt all the time. I was exhausted. I was skipping periods or my periods were really, really late, which is not normal for me. This is when you were working in the hospital, was it? This was in a, in a, in a clinic. Inpatient. Right. More, more outpatient counseling. Outpatient. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which still like outpatient, which is supposed to be from a dietitian perspective, or at least my perspective, which is less clinically intensive like people are not coming into my office medically compromised they are in hospital and there's somebody else that's managing them I'm seeing them when they've come home from hospital or Mm -hmm. they're well Mm -hmm. enough to do so um and it it was the worst six to eight months of Mm. my life thus far not surprised Um, it was awful I was I was coming home with um no libido zero interest in taking care of myself yeah. Um, it was the absolute worst. Um, when we think about kind of what that input output imbalance is, when we're focused on what we're putting out, what we're giving instead of what we're putting in the input, um, we're limiting our body's ability to rest and recover, right? We're skipping meals, we're cutting carbs, we're going to bed way too late, we're on our screens all day long, we're not connecting with each other. Our bodies are so wiped out that our hormones actually deprioritize reproduction, whether or not reproduction is the goal. Um, So we have hormone levels that tank on us, either because our stress hormone is so high that the focus is on fight or flight, um, or that we're not eating enough to actually build hormones. Um, So our libido sucks. We are not interested in sex or intimacy with our partners. Um, our periods are changing, we might see ovulation less regularly, or it's entirely absent. Um, So periods are absent or irregular, they might be lighter or heavier than usual. And then we've got what seem like PMS symptoms, 
all cycle long. So our skin Mm. is breaking out. We've got acne like you've never had before. We are still not sleeping well, or we're having these big drops in hormones that we're getting more of that night sweating, um, more GI issues. Uh, We are just all around unhappier and less period happy um, because our bodies are biologically hardwired to survive, not thrive in mm-hmm. dangerous situations. And unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, uh, digestion and um, reproduction are not essential systems in order to live. And so um, our body will focus on what we do need. And we see all these hormonal kind of milieu that follow where periods just not happening. Mm. That was a really great summary for such a huge question. So thank, thank you, you for that. Um, I would love to honestly do a whole fucking podcast episode with you on that at some point because oh, yeah. there's so many layers to that. And this is something like you and I preach all the time, mm-hmm. like, right, is fucking just don't fall victim to capitalism. You yeah. know, if if you are bleeding and you're exhausted and you feel like fucking shit, even if you just just before your period and you lose your phase, mm-hmm. you have every right to call in sick to work you don't have to go just because you know women what's the what's that fucking saying that I hate oh anything you can do I can do bleeding Bleeding. I fucking hate that just because I can do it doesn't mean I need to doesn't mean I should right where it's accessible (sighs) to me and so many feminists will use that I've seen young women and young people use that and I'm thinking that is the opposite of what you stand for. They're just not actually comprehending it. Like that is capitalistic. It's fucking patriotic. It's every, they it's everything. Take, yeah. They take the hustle culture and then they put on top of it, the period is my identity thing. And mm. they put them together and it creates this really icky, toxic marriage of messages for people where it's, mm when I am bleeding, I can still do all of these great things. And I am still expected to do all of these really great things, even when I'm bleeding. Mm, Um, I'm strong. I'm tough. If I can do that, I'm a bad woman. Yeah. Mm, I'm like, just mm -hmm. bestie star. You're a fucking superwoman or super person. If you lay on your fucking bed and watch Netflix and eat chips on your period. To be a superhero (laughs) has zero bearing on what you choose to do with your day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) precisely to be human is to be superhuman it literally grinds my gears and those fucking like uh period product ads like the tampon ad it's uh i'm gonna go run a marathon wearing a tampon that absorbs yeah i'm like 40 liners (laughs) we don't want to be doing that we'll fall the fuck over (laughs) yes i don't know how i honestly when i was because obviously when i was younger i was I guess an athlete to an extent like you are. I mm-hmm. if you, I was a tennis player and I trained almost every day and played tournaments every weekend up until I was mm-hmm. about 17. And so I didn't have education about periods and I'm sure you were the same when you were younger. So mm-hmm. I was probably bleeding at tournaments. I was prob- and uh, there were some tournaments when I just wanted to fall over and my dad would I would come off the court and he was very, very critical of me. And he'd be like, mm-hmm. what were you doing out there? What, what's going on? And I was probably bleeding, but I wouldn't have mm-hmm. put those two things together because together. we're not educated. I wouldn't have, you know, whatever. And so that's a real shame because I think that's not recognized enough in 
in sport with, um, you know, people who bleed that Mm -hmm. some days are going to be shit and people are going to be like, this person usually beats all these people, but today they lost against everyone. What's wrong with them? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're not going to be like, oh, they're bleeding or, you know, people don't think like that. There was, I don't, I can't remember what year it was. And I, forgive me, everyone listening to this, watching this, I can't remember her name. There was a swimmer at the Olympics, several uh, Olympics back, um, who got out of the water, was a swimmer, and they'd asked, because she was so close um, in terms of kind of timing, mm-hmm. uh, got out of the water, and the reporter was like, oh, you know, how, how do you feel about that? You know, how was that for you? Um, and she says directly, and I remember watching it on TV and being like, oh my God, she says, I feel like I did okay. I'm on my period right now. So I probably could be a little faster. I love I that. I just got goosebumps. There, <gasps> I remember Play. sitting there watching it and being like, oh my God, they said, they said period, like on TV at, live at the Olympics. And it was a person acknowledging that, yeah, I, I can still be, you know, performing, but mm. it's it's not going to be the same. And and I think her kind of reaction to it was, eh, it's fine. Like, whatever. I, I did my best. But yeah, I'm, I'm bleeding. So that makes sense. And I remember her kind yeah. of, she did like the, the period lean where she's standing there and she's got the two hands in front and she was like, I think I did okay, but I'm, but I'm, ble- I'm, I'm on my period. And I was like, yeah. I know that pose. I know that. Is that is literally such a thing. The period lean. I love that. Yeah. The little lean. And it's the yeah. hands are like turned in. And we're yeah. just It's like pressure. intuitive kind of, isn't it? I guess. I'm going to notice yeah. if I do that. I swear I do that. I definitely do that. <laughs> we're either pushing on the actual body or we're like mm. leaning on something and we're like. Mm. You just, because yeah. there's either pain or like, just like you just want to be intimate with your, you know, your little yep. room. Mm-hmm. Or or you get the, the the shooting pain right up the right up your bum. Oh, I hate because it gets you out of nowhere. You're like, oh, you know what? This period's going okay. I haven't had the bum zip like the pain. like the rectal pain. Yes, that like and you're feels, sitting there okay, and you're minding the your own business, and then you're like, holy! Shit, I get that from that? my menstrual cup. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like my menstrual cup suctions onto my rectum, and I'm like. I can't. I can't use menstrual cups for the first three or four days of my cycle. Now my bleed. Because there's sorry, so my bleed. many contractions. In yeah, there and, everything and I so constipation, connected. hemorrhoids sometimes in yep. there. You know, it. Oh, yep. I have to wear period undies now or just free bleed because it's fucked. And I know that shooting pain. And sometimes I'm in bed watching Netflix or something, and then it hits me, and I'm like, oh, and I like literally, yeah, and like, like the, the whole thrust. body goes like pin, pin <laughs> straight, and you're like, oh. And then you have to like waddle off to the toilet to take your cup out or whatever. It's fucked. It's (laughs) fucked. (laughs) Shit. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, my God. The things we have to go through, tell you what. Um, Oh, but we love it. I love my period. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely agree. Where are you in your cycle right now? I am cycle day 20. Two or twenty. Oh my god! Same. Are we? Oh my god! We're Hold literally. Hold on. Synced. I'm actually. I'm pretty sure I'm twenty two. Now today. I have to check. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I god! Asked you this uh, at the start as a question, but I'll I'll keep this bit in if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I am. I'm, I really 22. like normalizing talking about this stuff because not enough people do. <laughs> right. I'm twenty two. Um. Yeah. Cycle day twenty two. Okay. I'm twenty three, but we're close. Um, 
Well, I mean, we're technically the same day because you're just oh, ahead of me. True. Oh my God, that's right? so cute. Um, but I can't tell whether it's been, because I've been training for a uh, 10K in June. Uh, we're mm-hmm. raising money for um, women's mental health resources. That's the language that they specifically use on mm-hmm. it. But in my opinion, it's for anybody assigned female yeah. birth. Um, and I always find running's really hard on my body. It mm-hmm. sometimes makes my digestion and my cycles go kind of funky. Okay. So I don't know whether I had uh, from my from my chart. I can't tell whether I ovulated on day fifteen or if I'm ovulating right now. Either way, my energy is actually. You know what? I might be post ovulation because I'm usually fucking yeah. white when I'm ovulating, um, and I yeah. feel pretty. I've actually noticed that as well that I actually when you get I get like wiped out. Yeah, but I don't I haven't like I said I fucking forget my temperature and I didn't do my LH strips this cycle because I just fucking forgot and was lazy. Mm-hmm. Um so I actually don't know but intuitively I don't know I don't even know if I've ovulated. I'm like I ovulate. I don't actually know. Usually I can kind of feel well, you it. You said you're you said you're moving. I wonder if you're just a little stressed. Yeah, that could be just a little. I'm, I'm feeling like really the last 2 days I'm feeling really energetic and usually around the time I'm ovulating I do have a couple of days. I think it's usually before I ovulate that I feel really like super like energetic and social so I'm like am I just ovulating it like super late in my cycle but Mm -hmm. I I because I I find a dip after I bleed I feel like shit in my follicular phase like fucking I'm shit yeah really weird um I find yeah yeah going up Mm. exactly and starting to drop I find for day one and two of my of my period I'm typically like need naps need to just kind of take her nice and easy once I hit kind of cycle day four or five, I feel more like myself. But yeah. I find when I'm ovulating, I I am in desperate need of extra sleep. I have to back off on my exercise because I'm just wiped. And then after I've ovulated, I'm like, okay, amazing. I feel like myself. Mm. Um, and then I have, I can, it's my favorite prediction tool on top of all my other stuff. The day before my period starts, I feel like I've been hit by a Mack truck. I'm exhausted. Like I, it's not just a, Oh, I'm kind of tired. I need a nap. It's a. Yeah. Sitting in front of my computer type scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the next day I'm usually bleeding and I'm like, Oh, that's why do you, usually, do you usually take that day off work when you're like, it depends being yeah. in private practice and still growing in private practice means mm. I'm still building my caseload. And I often yeah. have a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Um, and even when I'm booking people, if I kind of look ahead, I had chatted with an amazing uh, menstrual cycle educator out here in Ontario. Her name is Kate. Um, I believe she goes by cycle educator, Kate or Kate cycles I'll find it and send it to you please put in the show notes oh yes gal up she's great okay I did a little call with her just because she had reached out around you know her community hey you know I want to get more information about people and uh, their periods and so I did a little call with her um, Mm -hmm. and she was like you could you know you're tracking your cycles you get a feel for what your cycles look like why don't you kind of look ahead and see what your day is gonna your week is gonna look like can you give yourself the grace to take a little bit of extra time off take a little extra time for yourself take longer to do tasks like put that in your calendar Mm -hmm. and so I've been experimenting with and Kate if you're listening to this I love you and it was so helpful and I'm going to email you about it 
Uh, <laughs> um, I'll look ahead and I'll, I'll decide, mm -hmm. okay, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to have the energy to have a full day. I mm -hmm. might only see two or three people yep. and I'm not going to take on any extra tasks. I'm going to just kind of lounge around in between charting. Um, yes. I yeah. love that piece about, um, doing things more slowly. Yes. Take and your taking time your time because stuff. obviously not all of us can just you know not go to work for like mm -hmm. our entire bleed but just slow and you know if your boss is getting shitty that you're doing things slower be like bitch I'm bleeding you're lucky I'm yeah. even fucking here all right <laughs> take it <laughs> or leave it <laughs> and go exactly. home if you want <laughs> right but yeah I I found that um really being mindful of kind of slowing things down so for myself mm. now kind of more intuitively feeling that, okay, I'm kind of post ovulation, I'm potentially a week or a week and a half out from a from a bleed starting, I'm probably not going to have the same attention span for a lot of my tasks, where can I maybe move some stuff to when I'm going to have more energy and brain space later? And can I do more reflection right now on and it's perfect, because it's as a new month is starting. Uh, can I do some reflection around how did this last month kind of go for me? What went well? What do I want to do differently or better? Um, mm -hmm. And and where can I maybe line that up a little bit more? I, I'm planning because it witches night. I'm planning to do a card pull. I've got a couple mm -hmm. different decks that I play with my sacred cycles and I use the antique anatomy as well. Um, that, yeah, can I kind of lay out, you know, what what do what do the guides think I did really, really well? And where can I lovingly fix some things up? And can I be mm -hmm. intuitive right now in that luteal phase um, versus feeling like I have to produce, I have to create right now. I can do that when I have better energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you find sometimes you get really, um, really great creative ideas during your bleed? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I always, I put a pin in them, or as I like to say, I put a pin in mm -hmm. them. Um, mm -hmm. because I can get a really, really good idea, but then I'll make like five of them and I'll start playing around with them. And then I'll hit like post ovulation by the time I really get a chance to sit down and hash them out, um, that I'm like, Oh, this sucks. I'm not doing anything. And then I just do the whole process all over again. So I'm starting right. to, uh, because I'm coming up with a couple new ideas of things and services I'd like to offer. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, kind of sitting on them for now, putting a pin in them for now, because mm -hmm. I think they're great ideas. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that if I'm going to do them, I'm going to do them well. And I'm going to mm -hmm. be picky and choosy around what comes up often for me and what would yep. make sense versus, you know, busting my ass to offer like 16 new things. And then nobody wants any of them. And then I feel like it's my fault or that I'm to blame for it not going anywhere. And then being mm -hmm. like, fuck this, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, so, so I find, yes, I, <laughs> I will get a lot of ideas and learning to acknowledge those as, Ooh, that sounds really great. Let's hold on to that one and see where yeah. that comes back up. And if it's recurring, then we're really going to dive into it. Yes. Chuck it in the notes. Chuck it in the notes. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely the same. I get so many ideas and I'm like, I'm too like dead right now to like even fucking put them into action. So they go in the notes section. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Blood Slut. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This really helps the podcast get pushed up in the algorithm so we can reach as many sluts as possible. 
You can check out the show notes for some of my free resources. And if you'd like to check Emily out on Instagram, her handle is at Emily the period RD. You can also visit my website for more information about what I offer. All the links will be in the show notes for you. If you're really enjoying learning about the menstrual cycle, I highly encourage you to head to the show notes and click on the Blood Magic link. Blood Magic is my signature online program. And much like this podcast, its aim is to help reduce the taboo around periods and the menstrual cycle. Blood Magic supports menstruators in healing period shame and having more pleasurable periods and lives using holistic healing modalities and practices. We focus on healing all elements of ourselves, our spiritual selves, physical, energetic, mental and emotional with the main focus being on the womb and on your pussy or your cock. Blood magic is a transformative journey of deep healing, reprogramming and self-discovery. All menstruators are welcome and it is an LGBTQIA inclusive space. I look forward to seeing you there. If you have any questions, you can send an email to gem at imawildgem.com or send me a DM on Instagram at the Blood Slut. I'm also on TikTok at the Blood Slut, so feel free to connect with me on there. I'll chat to you next week. Bye, and stay slutty, bitches.